Matthew chapter 28, uh, we're gonna take just a, a moment. I want us to read this passage. Jesus, after he was raised from the dead, getting ready to return to his heavenly Father. And, you know, he gives us these words, and uh, I love in your Bibles, probably above these words, it says the Great Commission, not the Great Suggestion, not the Great Idea, not the Great Brainstorm, but the Great what? The Great Commission. Like, and, and just so you know, like, this is what we believe, that this church does not belong to us. This church is Jesus' church, and Jesus alone gets to set the mission and the vision and the direction and the places uh, to which we go. But this is what Jesus says to his disciples then and to his disciples now, starting in verse 16. It says, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them doubted. And then Jesus said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, so therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And so last five weeks, we've just looked one phrase at a time. We started on week one, just really wrestling with what does it mean that Jesus has all authority and from that place of authority, he invites us to go, right? So we talked about what it means to be a sent people being sent from the authority of King Jesus. And then in week two, we talked about what does it mean to be a disciple? A disciple is somebody that's following Jesus, is being transformed by Jesus, is committed to the ways, words, and works of Jesus. So what does it mean to be a disciple and to make a disciple? That was week two. And then in week three, we said, as we go out and make disciples, let's be clear on what this is. It's an invitation to help people go all in and then to keep growing up into the ways of Jesus. So we're not just about the work of making disciples, but how do we partner with Jesus to help those disciples mature into all that God has made them for. And then last Sunday, we talked about this work of disciple-making to the ends of the earth is not something we do just for God, it's something that we get to do with God. We talked about being a spirit-filled, spirit-led, spirit-drenched community on mission with Christ Jesus. So that's been the, the journey that we've been on, and all along the way, every week, we've read that passage, and we've skipped two words that I've promised you we'd come back and hit, and I wanna come back to those words this morning. Jump back to verse 19 with me. Jesus says, therefore, go and make disciples of, I want you to shout these two words out with me, of, all one more time, of, all Jesus says, here's the mission. The mission is as you live under my authority, as you go where I've called you to go, as you make disciples, that you are going to do this in all nations. And I want you to just for a second think about how the disciples would have heard this call. These guys that had never traveled more than 60 miles from the place they were born, never heard of an airplane, never seen a car, didn't know what the internet was. Jesus is gonna go, you are going to be on mission with me to all nations. And it's an overwhelming reality. It had to have been an overwhelming reality for them. Like even now, I'm like, man, how in the world do you do this? And it begs the question, what does Jesus mean when he says all nations? You know, one way you can look at it is you can look at the, the 195 nations that are represented by their borders, by their governments, by their political systems. And so I want you to just think this morning, if, if I looked out and said, okay, guys, we've got 195 nations, here they are on the board, who's gonna raise their hand for Australia? There'll probably be a lot of hands for that one quickly, you know. <laughs> who's gonna raise their hands for North Korea? A lot less hands, probably. 
We can just go around. You, you can think of nations that way, the 195 nations that are represented. But when Jesus used this, this phrase, he was talking about something much more specific than just geopolitical boundaries. The word literally means people groups, groups of people with, within nations. And so although there are 195 nations, there's about 16,000 people groups. So I want you to just think back to your high school days. Those of you that went to large public high school, maybe you can picture this. If I told you, I want you to go back and reach your whole high school. You could think of that high school as one people group. And in some ways they are because they're identified by the same mascot or the same football team or the same whatever. Or you could walk into the lunchroom and you could see every lunch table and you're like, there's the band kids and there's the football team and there's the cheerleaders and there's the goth kids and there's the rednecks and all the different groups. And you could see one group or you could see what? Lots of people groups within a sitting or a setting. And Jesus goes, I'm sending you to all nations. And I think sometimes we're like, okay, what's he really mean? Let me try to break it down, not just for the kids in the room, but for all of us. When he says all nations, here's what I believe is Jesus is saying, I want you to take my love and my truth to everyone everywhere. What's he mean by all nations? Everyone, everywhere. What's he mean by all nations? Help me out. What's he mean by all nations? Come on. Everyone, everywhere. That's what he means. Everyone, everywhere. And sometimes you hear that and you go, oh my goodness, how do we get to everyone, everywhere? And here's a really simple idea I wanna give you this morning because at some point you have to quit talking about the Great Commission and you have to start living into it. And here's the simple idea is if we are going to be a part of reaching everyone, everywhere, then all of us have to start with someone, somewhere. Does that make sense? If we're gonna be used by Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit to reach everyone, everywhere, then we're going to have to start with someone, somewhere. And this is the genius and the beauty of Jesus. That he goes, if, if all of us would start with someone, somewhere, and trust his spirit in the process, then by the grace of God, we will one day reach everyone, everywhere. And so, here's what we're gonna do this morning. I want us to really think about how do we take tangible steps as individuals and as a community into moving toward everyone, everywhere by stepping towards someone, somewhere? How do we get to the everyone, everywhere by stepping towards someone and somewhere? And we're gonna think about this in three big chunks this morning. We're gonna start small and we're gonna work our way out to the nations, okay? So just imagine like on Google Maps, like you're gonna hone all the way in and then you're just gonna keep zooming out till we get to God's global mission. And we're gonna start this morning um, by just really thinking about what does it mean to live out the Great Commission amongst our neighbors? What's it mean to live this out amongst our neighbors? And some of you are going, okay, who are my neighbors? Just very tangibly, who are the people that live near you, work near you, play near you? You know, maybe you met them at the gym, maybe you met them in a park, maybe you play golf with them, maybe you see them in a coffee shop, maybe they literally live right next door to you. Who are your neighbors? And here's what we're gonna do this morning. With each of these prayer points, like I said, it's gonna be a lot like prayer gathering, it's gonna be really interactive. I'm gonna give you about 90 seconds to close your eyes and to just ask the Lord some simple questions and let him bring a name to your mind, put a picture of somebody's face in your heart, in your mind, and I'm gonna give you about 90 seconds to just process on your own, and then we're gonna move from reflecting with the Lord 
to either discussing with those around us or to you reflecting with the Lord on your own. And I'm gonna give you instructions on that. But before we get there, I just wanna invite you to close your eyes. Cole's gonna play some music for you to help you feel more spiritual. Just kidding, it just kinda helps you hone your heart in sometimes. So close your eyes. I wanna give you 90 seconds. And as you think about your neighbors, those, those that are close to you, here's the question that I want you to wrestle with. Who is somebody that is close to you but they are not currently walking closely with Jesus. Who is somebody that's close to you, but they're not currently walking closely with Jesus? You might not know if they're a Christian or not. This could be a child in your family, could be a relative, could be a coworker, could be a neighbor, could be somebody you play golf with. Who's somebody that's close to you that is currently not walking closely with Jesus? And so I'll give you about 90 seconds and just to ask or reflect on that question with the Lord. Lord, show me somebody that's close to me. It's not walking closely with you. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. If, if you're willing and able and you, you want to pray with the people that are near you, here in just a moment when I say go, I'm gonna invite you to circle your chairs up with two or three people. We'll clean the chairs up later, so don't, don't overthink it. Just, Turn yourself, get in small little groups of two or three. I don't want the groups to be too big because it, it'll be hard to actually pray and hear one another. Those of you that don't wanna get in groups, when people start doing this in a moment, you don't have to feel the peer pressure. You can just say, hey, I wanna take some time to just reflect with the Lord on my own. And you've got permission to just sit there and to just talk with God about these people that he's just put on your heart. But um, on the count of three, I'm gonna invite you to get in circles. And then immediately just share the name of the person that came to mind or the initials of the person that came to mind or maybe you don't wanna say their name, you just wanna say, hey, my coworker or friend from work or well, that is a coworker, friend from work. Um, <laughs> whatever it is that you wanna share, um, feel free to share and then take time praying over somebody else's someone in your group, okay? So go ahead, uh, get in groups, two or three, four people right now and I'm gonna give you about five minutes to pray out loud and then I'm gonna call us back together here in just a moment. For those, of you, for those of you that are reflecting on your own, you can spread out around the room if you want. Find a quiet place. All right, I wanna invite you back in. We're gonna keep praying, but we're gonna zoom the prayer, focus out just a little bit. And so we started with those who are close to us, but they're not walking closely with Jesus. Started with our neighbors, and now we're gonna Zoom out just a little bit to the city of Nashville. And I can't help but think about Jeremiah chapter 29, verse seven, you know, when the people of God were carried into exile. This is what the Lord says to them. Listen to this, Jeremiah 29, verse seven. He says, also seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I have carried you in exile. Listen to this. Pray to the Lord for the city to which I've sent you. Because if the city prospers, you too will prosper. This, this call from the Lord to go, hey, we wanna pray for the city to which God has sent us. And so, um, yes, that includes the people that are close to us that aren't walking closely with Jesus, but there's this image on the screen of the city of Nashville, and all around it are sort of seven circles uh, representing maybe seven spheres of culture or society. This isn't all there is, but just trying to kind of help you think, like, how do you pray for a city? And I'll give you about 90 seconds to, to look at this slide for a moment and just ask the Lord, hey, 
what are one or two of those areas to which my heart feels drawn to pray this morning? You know, maybe it's arts and entertainment, maybe you wanna pray for the government, maybe you wanna pray for family units, maybe you wanna pray for businesses, education, you can go all the way down the rank. Take about 60 seconds right now. Just look at this slide and go, hey Lord, where, where do you want me to lean in with prayer this morning as we pray over the city? And then I'm gonna give us some instructions on how to pray. I love the moment where Jesus' disciples see him praying and they go, Jesus, we need you to teach us how to pray like you pray. And how does he teach them to pray? He says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. And so this morning in your groups that you've been praying in, I'm gonna invite you to just jump right back into that group and you can just say, hey, here's the, Here's the one thing I feel led to pray for. And so what are we praying over each of these areas? We're praying that our heavenly father, that his will, his ways, his wants would begin to break in, would begin to infiltrate every one of these areas of culture. So jump back into your groups or you can go back to reflecting on your own. And I wanna encourage you to just hone in on that one part of our city and, uh, and to pray that his kingdom would come and his will would be done. So let's do that for the next five or six minutes together. All right, I wanna invite you back in for our last big prayer section. So we started with our neighbors, those that are close to us, but they're not walking closely with Jesus. And then we zoomed out to our city, the city of Nashville. And now I want us to zoom out to the nations. And we're gonna do two different prayer points around the nations. We're gonna start sort of generally. So I just invite you to close your eyes right now and to take about 60 seconds and just ask Jesus, what is one group of people you want me to pray for right now? He may give you a nation. That nation may feel random, it's okay. He may give you a very specific group of people. You may go, okay, my neighbor just moved here from Ethiopia and so I feel called to pray for the Ethiopian population here in the city of Nashville. Maybe very specific like that, but just 60 seconds. Lord, what group of people, what nation do you want me to pray for here in just a moment? So take a second to listen. Okay, I invite you to turn to the people that you're in that group with or continue to sit there on your own and just, we're gonna take a few moments. Just name the people group, name the nation, and then take some time together to pray out loud that, that God would raise up men and women to reach that group of people for the glory of God. So let's pray out loud together over the, the people groups that God just put in your heart. All right, I wanna invite you back in for our last prayer prompt together. I know these, these prayer times are short. In fact, I've seen some of you like, hey, we need more time. And, Good news is you can pray outside of this time. Just, just so you know, you can, you can keep praying, just give, giving us some prayer prompts. But as we continue to think about the nations, it's one thing to think about the nations in general. It's another thing to go, hey, Lord, here I am. Would you send me? It's one thing to pray for a group of people. It's another thing, hey, God, here I am. Would you send me? And I'm not sure how you feel or what you think when you think about the Great Commission, uh, moving from just talking about it to actually stepping into it. 
You know, statistically, less than 10% of people get really excited about stepping into what it is that we're talking about today. But I believe God has this amazing adventure. And for some of you, I, I really believe this morning the Holy Spirit's gonna mark you and you're gonna step into a new way of living on mission with Jesus right in the apartment complex where you already live or the business that you're already a part of. And for some of you this morning, the Lord's gonna send you, he's gonna mark you for a moment, he's gonna send you across the world. I remember for a couple of years pray, praying with the Etheridge family about what God was doing in the Middle East amongst the, the unreached Muslim world. And then all of a sudden, as crazy as we kept praying, all of a sudden they went, I think we're supposed to go. And so this, this morning, this is not just an exercise, a sociological exercise to go, let's think about the nations. It's like, God, if we're gonna reach everyone everywhere, yes, we all start with someone somewhere. But Lord, is it possible that even in this room, there is a new someone for you or a new somewhere for you? And I'm not sure how you feel about that. There's gonna be three prompts up on the screen. I'm just curious which one you identify with. You know, the first one is sort of like the cry of Isaiah's heart in Isaiah chapter six, where he hears what God is doing, and there's this moment in Isaiah six where God is talking amongst the heavenly council, and he goes, who are we gonna send? And Isaiah hears the glory of the mission, and he raises his hand, and he goes, here I am, Lord, send me. And some of you are here this morning as we talk about the Great Commission, and you're going, I want to go. I just need the assignment. There's some of you here this morning, and if you're really honest, you go, I don't want to go out on a new assignment with Jesus, but I want to want. Have you ever been there before where you're like, I don't want to, but I want to want to. I know it's good. I know the Lord has something great for me. I'm not quite there. I want to want. Maybe, maybe that's your perspective this morning. Maybe some of you are here and you're, you, don't, you don't connect with Isaiah's heart that says, here I am, send me. Maybe you connect with Jonah's heart where he had a clear assignment and Jonah is like, not a chance, Lord. And, he goes the opposite direction, and some of you have already received an assignment from the Lord, but for fear or whatever is going on in your heart, you've been running in the opposite direction. And maybe this morning the prayer that you need is, hey God, would you help me to trust you enough? Help me to trust you more, to say yes to whoever, to wherever it is that you're calling. So this is gonna be our last prayer point. In your group or on your own, even with the Lord, just have the courage to name which of those three perspectives do you identify with and pray that the Lord would raise up new workers for uh, the harvest glo globally. So turn to each other, let's take a few minutes to pray and then I'll give us our final instructions as we get ready to receive communion and end our day uh, together. So let's pray out loud over these three prompts. Just invite you to stand with me. I'm gonna invite David Silva up. I did not ask David to do this, but David, would you come on up real quick? You know, this, this mission, the mission of Jesus is to everyone everywhere, right? And in order to reach everyone everywhere, we have to start with someone somewhere. And uh, we just kinda wanna close this time of prayer out by, by praying that, that God would really anoint us to live out the good news of Jesus with our someones and our somewheres, wherever those might be. And I, I've asked David literally here on the spot to just come up and pray over us. David was sent here by the Lord a few years ago from Columbia, uh, the country, not the small hick town just south of Nashville. He came here from Columbia from the Lord to help reach the nation that you and I call home, which is amazing to see the way that God has done that. And so David, I just wanna invite you to just pray in your heart language. Um, most of you won't understand his heart language, but he's not praying to you, which is good news. And so 
Um, I just invite you to close your eyes. David uh, is gonna pray over us. Extend your hands out in front of you. Uh, I believe his missionary heart um, will impart um, the blessing of a missionary into each of our spirits as we seek to live in uh, to the mission of God where he's put us. And all God's people say, Amen. So on the morning that Jesus was raised from the dead, he received communion with his disciples, and then he filled them with the Spirit of God, and he says, just as the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. And so this morning, we're going to sort of wrap up this time of prayer and worship together. We're going to receive communion, and we're going to do this a little differently than we normally do. Normally, we get in big groups like we've done for the last 40 minutes, and we share, and we talk, and we pray. But we're going to actually just receive communion all together. So I want to invite you kind of... Quietly and quickly, everybody walk to one of the communion tables all around the room, grab the bread and the cup, and hold on to it. Come back and sit down at your seat. We're gonna receive the communion together, and then we'll end uh, with a, a song of worship.